Welcome to the Reality of Herbal Therapy podcast, episode 90, What is RBTI? All right, well, welcome to the Reality of Herbal Therapy podcast, and uh, we have a special treat. We've got Scott with us. Um, We haven't had Scott on in over five years. I was just checking um, back in January of 2017. Um, So Scott's been doing a lot of things in those five years. Um, Last time we had Scott on, he was, uh, you were just starting your naturopathic degree, right? I think so. Yeah. And you'd finished your herbal degree from Dominion Herbal College. Yeah. Um, so what have you learned? What, what's some big things that you've learned in those five years? Oh, well, <laughs> uh, since I was, uh, did it, I went and did cells for a little while, which actually one of the most important things that I've learned that has helped me with clients is cells. That may sound really silly, but sometimes the process of somebody getting better, um, they have to be sold on the process. Sometimes it's hard, like uh, getting somebody to drink the right amount of water. I have a client that he's a pretty good size and getting him to drink two gallons of water a day has been quite the project for him. <laughs> and he's had wow. to be sold. But since he's been really good at it, things have drastically uh, started to change for him. And I mean, that's just half of his body weight in ounces. Um, so he's a uh, pretty good and drink that much water. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of so, water. You generally don't need, you only need about half your body weight in ounces, but his salts and everything were high. And it was just like, okay, for your size and everything, you got to drink a lot of water and he's doing it. So it's been a huge difference, but just that aspect of, I was in cells while seeing clients a little bit for about two years. And that helped me to understand more of the process of how people decide to do things, which is very important. And how we have success we have to buy into it for ourselves and we have to be sold on the process to really get better but then as i i got my naturopathic degree got introduced to several things and then the beginning of last year i started really actively working with clients again and as i started to work with clients i started to apply and use um, some of the things that i learned from testing and then i got the actual books that teach how to do the testing that i do versus just what I got from the college, which was such a basic uh, and sometimes not quite accurate uh, information on how to do uh, the new year, the year and analysis I do, it's called RBTI, Reams Biological Theory of Ionization. And um, so I got the books by Dr. Beto and that teach, has taught me more how to do it. And as I've studied them and worked with my clients and seen it, it's drastically changed what I see is going on with a client. I can now from taking the urine analysis and the dry blood analysis we've always done and the blood pressure and pulse, it's very rare that a client has much to tell me that's going on with them beyond what I can see from the urine analysis and their dry blood analysis and the blood pressure and pulse. Um, The other day I had a lady come in, she brought her daughter in that's been having major bedwetting and stuff like that. And the doctors have told her they've run all their tests and say there's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with her. They have no clue why there's a problem. And they hadn't told me what was going on. And so I just tell them, I'm going to get your numbers, tell you what I see is going on, see how that applies to what's really happening. And then I told them what's happening. And the mom starts crying because she's like, you just told us everything that's happening to her. And doctors haven't been able to find out that there's anything wrong. And for her, because she's, uh, well, I guess the, she wasn't drinking enough water and some other things like that. 
but it's just the one thing that I've really seen is the power of understanding how much water you actually need and whether you're drinking too much. I have some clients that are drinking too much water and their sugars and their salts and everything is just gone. Um, and, but most people aren't drinking enough water and how profound of an influence it has on just drinking water. But of course, there's so much more that um, the testing that I've been doing can see. It is just awesome. My dad, dad always talked about like, I asked him why he didn't train anyone to do what he did. And he was like, well, how do you teach people to just listen to those little promptings? <laughs> how do you, how do you do that? You look um, for the inspiration and what there's the inspiration and the things that they're not saying and they are saying. And yeah, yeah. This has made it so um, it makes it so that's not as necessary in a sense. I get to see all of the details actually versus just having to go by experience. And dad had a lot of experience. So oftentimes he just knew what was going on because of his years of experience with this. It's made it so I can actually start to educate people to do more for themselves because um, they get to see really what their body's doing and know how to simply move it in the right direction to help their body to get better um, without having to have years and years of experience of working with clients and just all the, I've tried this and that didn't work. I tried the other thing and it didn't work. And this is what works for people. Um, actually seeing where your body is and what it needs because of where it's at and then being able to test and see how did it change? Is the body responding to it is just super phenomenal that they don't have to base it just on how they feel, but that they can actually see that there's something that the body's progressing and moving the right direction has been just phenomenal. So like kind of wanting to know a little bit more about the difference in the, in the testing process. Cause like with dad, basically you'd go in and he'd have you uh, pee on a stick. He said, you know, just to take your pH. Um, so to, to pee on a little piece of pH type paper or, or, you know, have you pee in a cup and then he would just check your pH. So what is, what's different with what, with the tests you're doing as compared to that? Well, that's one of the tests. So I do five different tests on the urine. Um, I test the sugars in the urine, which I'm testing total dissolved solids. So it's anything that your body could possibly turn into sugar. So it's not going to be directly comparison to like glucose or something that's in the blood. It's all the sugars that your body could turn into something. And that shows your fuel because the only thing that the body burns for fuel is sugar. It burns sugar. If it has the right sugar oxygen ratio, things function right, like in a car. And then um, <clears throat> we test the pH. Um, Dad always tested just the urine pH. But I also test the mouth pH now because there's different things that it shows and the stages of mineral loss that you're going through. Um, dad always felt that it was by what you ate. And it really was. It is can be at times by what you ate. That's what was in your mouth that changes your mouth pH. And that's why it has to be 30 minutes after you've had anything in your mouth before you can check it. But the mouth pH shows the pH from ribs up. The urine pH shows from um, ribs down. And that shows me digestively what's going on. It actually shows oh, so much. So if a woman has a urine pH that's down in the fives or lower, she most likely is infertile. Um, and her menstrual cycle may stop and never come back. If she's a young lady before her menstrual cycle, her menstrual cycle might not even stop. No, it might not even start. And then if she has it from when she's a young lady to like 
30s, 40s, they generally end up with a hysterectomy because of how harsh that is on the reproductive system. Uh, and if like the urine pH is low and the saliva pH is high, if they're very far away from each other, it shows that there's digestive issues, that there's more food allergies, there's more foods that they're not breaking down. Uh, the lower the pH is, it's showing a specific type of calcium that's needed if it's in the urine pH. If it's a high pH, it's showing that there's a, a different type of calcium the body needs to create that balance. And then in the mouth pH, that one's been huge on dad and I, um, one time I remember we were in wildly natural foods and we were talking about it because it used to be that he could, he was using a bovine thyroid. Um, it's, uh, called raw thyroid. We used to use that to get the thyroid. And he said, it just like snap like that. The thyroids would start to function, but he's like, I don't know if they changed the formula. Just the thyroid's not picking up like it used to with what our protocol was. And we were talking about why that wasn't happening. And, the mouth pHs have answered a lot of those questions because we would generally use like nemia and iodine, or at one point he was using the, the bovine thyroid and the nemia. And um, with a mouth pH, if your mouth pH is too low, you don't have enough B12 to be able to utilize iron. And so B12 is a coenzyme to utilizing iron um, in your body. And if you use, if you take iron, it lowers your mouth pH. So nemia actually lowers the mouth pH which it's important when it's too high um, and B12 will raise it. And so there's times when I have a client that I don't, I used to always just put them on nemia and iodine for the thyroid. But since I learned about the mouth pH, um, I actually oftentimes put them on a B12 and sometimes they have to have something to help them absorb the B12 because they don't even have the enzymes to absorb B12. So once they have the enzyme to absorb B12, then they can take B12 enough that it makes it so they can absorb iron and that helps the pH to get into the right range to be able to absorb iodine, which then makes it so the thyroid can function. <laughs> so those people that we just struggled with and couldn't get them functioning, um, when I've gone back and looked at pHs and other things like that, it's when their pHs were out of range. And so that's just seeing these little tweaks has just been huge. So it's the sugars. Um, and then we just talked about the pHs. The other one I check is salts. So salts, when I say salt, people think like what you shake on your food. Salt, every mineral there is, is a salt. Cells, when they die, are urinated out as salt. Uh, protein, when your body gets done with it, it turns into ammonia and urinates it out as salt. Uh, even cholesterol, when your body's done with it, it comes out um, actually salt. So um, that total salt number shows us how fast the nerves are functioning, how crazy the nervous system is. Every single kid I've had come in that's hyperactive or they might call ADHD or whatever. Um, they've all had a salt reading of 44 or higher, which is, should be a 10 to a 15. And this one young lady I have, she has like a 56 and she is just like, what you doing? What you doing? Just like, she doesn't stop and you can just feel the energy coming off of her. Um, and it's really just that they aren't drinking enough water to process out those salts and sugars, but their lives literally will be four times more intense or five times more intense because they have four to five times more salt. They have four to five times more electricity coursing through their body. And it's harder to ignore things. It's harder to focus. It's emotions feel stronger. Pain feels stronger. Everything is just more intense by generally four times if they're really super active, but so it can go range from if it's in the 10 to 15, that's normal. Anything above that, we're getting more intense. Like if you have like really intense kids, 
most likely their salts are high. Um, and so then on the, how, how do you like, how do you fix that? Water. Just water. Yep. Water. Um, generally if someone's not drinking enough water, their sugars and their salts are going to be high because that's, it exits through the urine. And so generally they're not getting enough water. Sometimes they're getting uh, more concentrated salts. Maybe they have more salts in their diet, but if you equally have high sugar and a high salt, kind of like at the same height in a sense, mm-hmm. it's just a water. And it, once they drink enough water, both of those come down into a normal range. Uh, Reams was always saying, he said, high sugar, easiest thing to deal with. Just drink a lot of water. <laughs> and I've actually seen it a lot with clients. Um, that even if their salts and sugars are up in like a really high range, and I'm not talking about blood sugar specifically, just the sugars that your body has to turn into stuff, mm-hmm. which I mean, translates into your body to have overall good sugars. But um, if they're high, if you drink enough water, you'll get rid of them. If you drink too much, you will flood them all out. And you'll be like some of my clients that they have, I have to tell them, please don't drink so much water. You can only drink this much water. If you drink any more than that, it, it, you'll have no sugars, you'll have no salts. And they call me like, I don't have any energy. I don't know what's wrong. And it's just my blood pressure is so low. And I'm like, uh, are you drinking too much water? And they're like, but it just feels like I need it. They can literally drink so much water that they're starving for water because they flush out so much salt that they can't hold on to water. Hmm. Um, and so literally you can drink a lot of water and it will <laughs> change drastically water is a big factor. Um, so the salts, so sugars, pH salts. So sugars are your fuel pH is kind of the speed of digestion. How things move through really shows us what digestion is doing. Salts is your electrical system, how your nervous system and your electrical system is functioning. And then there's cell debris, which is literally, we look in the urine and see the little floaties in the urine. It doesn't matter the color. It could be like orange, but if it's, Uh, If you can see through it and there's no cloudiness or no little cells in it, then there's, um, it's not where it should be. When your body's in the process of healing, there should, you should be able to see a little bit of cells in the urine. Um, If your body was perfectly healthy, everything was in perfect ranges, then you could have it so you wouldn't see cells in there. But that, I haven't met a single person that way, Um, partly because people come when they feel bad. (laughs) But if you're in the perfect ranges, you wouldn't have to have uh, cell debris. But if your body needs to heal and repair, we need to see that dead cells are leaving. If they're not, then cell death isn't happening quite right. And that's where you start ending up with weird growths because those cells hang around as irregular cells and start to turn into fatty tumors or other random junk styes. I had one client that she had had cancer and then she's been working with me and she had a lot of little fatty tumors and as we started to get that cell death happening properly they started to disappear because hmm. she wasn't building up those extra dead cells the body wasn't processing out um and the last one is the uh, so it's the I just i know i'm going over them again but just so you guys can catch in your head so there's the sugars which is your fuel the digestion shows the ph the salt is your electrical system the cell debris is your are you getting rid of the right amount of dead cells and then the last one is wow. the uh they call he called them ureas but it's the proteins that your body has available to use so literally the amino acids that your body has available to turn into um, hormones or turn into muscle or turn into skin or whatever it needs to and also the ones that have been turned into ammonia that are ready to leave they're used proteins been used and now they're turned to ammonia to get rid of 
And so those should be equal. You should have an equal amount available to use and an equal amount leaving. And so that should be like an eight over eight uh, with a total together of 16 to 19. And the thing is, if someone, it's very common for people to come in and their, their brain isn't functioning and they just feel like they're falling apart everywhere. And they have a active protein of one and exiting of a five. So they're urinating out five times the amount of protein that they're holding on to. And that means that their brain really isn't functioning well. They're not creating hormones well. Their, their whole body is just doing weird stuff um, because the active form of protein in our body is actually essential to be able to get potassium out of food. And then that potassium is essential in helping your body to hold on to the active form of protein. And also essential in our brain, our brain's main nerve conductor is potassium. If you don't have enough potassium, sometimes you can get headaches in the back of your head. If your hormones are off and you're lacking potassium, you generally have extra weight. Uh, but when the brain doesn't have enough potassium, it can't communicate with the rest of the body. So there can be random things not functioning merely because the brain has a limited capacity to communicate with the rest of the body and memory is going to be limited. If they had a one out of eight that they should have, their brain is literally going to fill at an eighth capacity for remembering and their subconscious that controls all of the metabolic processes is going to be at running at an eighth efficiency of what it should be. And that's why you've probably noticed I order a lot of potassium because um, they have to have a form of potassium that's not in the food. They may be consuming enough through their diet of potassium, but if there's something that's flipped that they don't have enough of that active form of protein, they're dumping more than they're holding on to, then we have to get a freed form of potassium that helps to protect that active form of protein. So we can start just that cycle of getting the potassium out of food and getting their brain functioning. Uh, I actually just today had a client that his number was a three um, of his active protein. He came back the next time he was taking potassium and it was a seven. And then the next time he came back was this time it was a three because he forgot to take his potassium. Oh. Um, so it drastically changes it in the way that the brain functions and the whole body. Sometimes people come in, they have all kinds of symptoms, a whole bunch of them. And it's merely because everything else is pretty good. It's just they're lacking in potassium. And their brain, their problem is their brain can't control anything. So they have all kinds of random junk happening. And it's simple. It's just like, I need to take potassium for two weeks and come back and see me. Let's see what happens off of it. Um, that's just been an awesome thing to be able to see that. And also understand how magnesium functions. So magnesium is the opposite when it comes to proteins of uh, what happens. So potassium protects our active form of protein. So it stays in our body and builds. Magnesium takes the active form of protein, neutralizes it, and turns it to ammonia so it can be urinated out. So if you take magnesium, it can actually turn, uh, like if your numbers were normal, an eight over eight, you have eight proteins available to use and you're getting rid of eight. If you take only 400 milligrams of magnesium a day for about a week, you can end up with a one over five and your brain not doing what it's supposed to. And um, then you have to, that's generally an easy solution. You stop your magnesium, take some potassium, and we get back to where it should be. Magnesium's important, like if they had really high uh, active form of protein, so their blood's really thick, and it's like, uh, lay down and just drink water because we don't want you to have a major heart event. <laughs> uh, magnesium's super important in that instance, and it's really going to work. Uh, people use it a lot for cramps. Potassium can help for cramps. 
And it helps for cramps when somebody has low proteins, but when they have high magnesium helps. And so they, they're kind of the flip side of, they can do very similar things, but it's where is your body right now? And which one does it actually need? Uh, some people will use magnesium for making their bowels move. Um, but oftentimes that's, uh, we end up messing up another part when we're fixing something. Uh, my cousin and I love to shoot stuff with our BB guns. When I first got my BB gun, I shot all the lights out in the chicken coop because light bulb, they explode. So much fun. Uh, lost my BB gun over that one for a little while, but, uh, we had this big old barrel, um, that was as tall as I was. I was probably, I don't know, eight or 10. And, uh, we put a jar on top of it and we were shooting it with our BB gun and the jars are not near as fun as, as light bulbs are. They don't explode. You have to shoot them a lot of times before they fall apart. So we're shooting it finally falls apart and we go up to set up a new one. And we find that there was a car on the other side of the barrel that we shot out its window unknowingly. So Christopher, he runs home and uh, <laughs> I have to go tell mom that I shot out the window of the car. Luckily it wasn't one that we're using. I had found out early. If I don't tell mom and she finds out and has to catch me over it, it was a lot worse. So <laughs> I told her I shot out the window. And um, sometimes in our lives, we are, we're getting the result that we want. Our bowels are moving or we're helping our cramps or something like that. But we don't realize we're blowing a window out in some other aspect. And being able to see this has helped me understand more of what you would use and where, if it's blowing a window out somewhere else and whether we should actually use something else to get the same effect that won't um, cause a problem somewhere else. So those are, those are the numbers that I checked. So it's the, the sugars, the pH, both saliva and urine, which tells us digestively. Sugars show us the energy that we have potential in our body to create. The pHs show us our um, digestion. The salts show us our, uh, our electricity in our body. The cells show us, are we actually eliminating and cleaning out cells properly? And then the protein shows, us, do we have the right building blocks that we need to actually create us? And are we getting rid of the old building blocks that we've already used? So that's all the other tests that I do are very similar to dad's, but that's the main thing that I learned. I learned that and actually really referenced a lot of it with mom before she passed away. Um, dad wasn't alive when I started learning, but talking to mom and anything dad had ever read, mom had read too. And they had always, they would always discuss things and talking to her. She was like, wow, this is actually really awesome. This is the truth. This is great. And so that really gave me confidence and going forward and really studying it and understanding it. And then as I've been actively seeing clients since the beginning of last year, didn't have a single client when I started. I started in a health food store. And since the beginning of last year, now I see about 140 clients a month. The new next time you could probably schedule a client with me as a new client is about a month out. Now it's, it might be five weeks out now. Um, but that's just by me helping people to get better and then sending their friends. Awesome. That's really cool. Um, so where would you suggest, like if somebody wanted to do the test, where would you suggest they do that? So in order for them to do the test, they can get the test kit and do it themselves. Um, I'm wanting to get down to um, New Mexico and see if I can 
set up a place that someone can test the numbers for people around there. Um, the cat, the test stuff costs about $300, but it takes like five minutes to test. It's actually really simple. Most of my clients, I can do a video chat and have them test the numbers and I can completely work from work with somebody, no matter where they're at in the world. Uh, right now, the only place that you can really get them tested, you might be able to convince my, one of my sisters in New Mexico to test it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know I have one there that has the test equipment. Um, you guys have, um, there's a client that called me that you guys were going to test in Oregon. Um, so if you're in Oregon, they're Lennon gym, you might be able to get a hold of them and they might be able to test for you. So you were able to work with me. Um, and my clinic right now is in Utah and far West. And that's where I do most of the tests and have my assistants do those tests. I have a niece that's now in, uh, Illinois. Is that what it is? Uh, Iowa. Iowa. I know it's me with the eyes. I'm like, is that? <laughs> yeah. Iowa. 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 She's, <laughs> an, she's actually been testing her own for a while. And <laughs> she tested her husband's the other day. And, um, I was like, these are really different than mine. Uh, I think he's just supposed to drink a lot of water because these are a lot higher than I usually see. I see low numbers. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what you do. Uh, so it's been really cool for her to see the cause and effect of uh, what's going on with her. And if you're around there, I've talked to her and she'd probably be willing to let you get it uh, tested. So there's, it's really, if you get your own stuff or right now it's mostly um, some of my family members that have some testings. I have several clients around like the Provo area. I have some that come from Payson that decide instead of coming and seeing you all the time, I'm getting my own test equipment. So I don't have to drive up there all the time. Um, once you have it, it's actually super valuable. Cause as you like with Emily, she was able to test her husband, see what's going on. And if you have a lot of kids, if you have really hyperactive kids, you can see, is it because they're salts? You can literally, there's this little tool you dip in their urine and it's going to read out a number. And if it's between a seven and a 10.5, it's normal. If it's higher, they need to drink enough water until that number is normal and they will calm down. They're completely different. They're so much less intense. That's really cool. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for taking some time with me today, Scott. Um, and um, I will include some information if you're wanting to find out more and, and um, find out from Scott and um, planning on visiting with Scott more often. Um, we're loving the possibilities of the internet so we can do this whenever and wherever we are. So um, appreciate you being with us and we will talk to you guys next time. It is not the intent of professional herbal instruction or any persons associated therewith to diagnose or prescribe. The intent is only to offer herbal information for your consideration. In the event you use this information without your doctor's approval, you are prescribing for yourself, which is your God-given right. But professional herbal instruction or any persons associated herewith assume no responsibility. The claims and statements made on this podcast have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.